0: about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much
1: all right hey y'all it's five o'clock on monday and we are stealing beer I'm Augie Carton.
0: Hey, it's nice to be here in your tap room and to see the mustache in person.
1: Is this your first time? This, it's, it's, it's glorious, it's, right? It's, it's, uh, it's creepy give, as fuck. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and we give Cass a hard time for his, but for some reason, it just kind of suits you. Yeah. You've been doing these these little Carton internet videos that that you do, and there's been a as couple of times uh, you were in a tux. For something for the policeman's ball last week. I was on my way to the policeman's ball. And I swear to God. And I swear to God. You looked like a Mater D. What? You looked like a maitre d'ing. But I looked like, like I a was...
1: maitre d from a Monty Python thing from the 70s. Oh yeah, no, it I
0: don't wasn't. not like anybody
1: that's currently maitre D. Right. Nobody would eat in that restaurant. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: no, you would have been shut down by the health yeah. department. Uh, I'm telling you, man, yeah.
1: it's such a short line between, ew, that's creepy, to ew, that's creepy, I love it. There is a, <laughs> Did you did, did you see the HBO show White Lotus? Yeah. And I love that guy. And there's th- that yeah. guy's amazing. That yeah. guy who fucking somehow have you steals all this? the speed in I the have world.
0: Not. Okay. I forget the actor's name, but this but was like his breakout role. he just steals everybody's
1: speed and just starts hiding in a office and doing speed all the time,
0: right? Yes, pretty I love much. That guy. Um but he had a mustache that also much su- like this one. and it suited his personality yeah, quite definitely. well. Definitely. I'm yeah. telling you, It's yeah.
1: shady as fuck. I've always suspected when I saw people with mustaches, they were shady people <laughs> up to shady things. Now I know. Facts. <laughs>
0: I love that your whole personality hasn't really changed much. You're now just acknowledging just it that through guy facial hair. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it turns out what I've been missing all these years was was a flavor saver. Yes. Anyway, we are in the tasting room. We are doing a letter show. Following up, we have Lucy Corn with us. Say hello. Hi. Now you'll all know her voice because after we get some. Some beers in us, we're going to record a Lucy episode, right? But we, but that's we're going to air first because we're chilling down some beers. Yes. So we figured we'd get the letters done when we were more prescient, Yes, and then we'll have one of those epic second episodes of Lucy after I put fifty beers into you. That's that, Lucy's that, that been went here, went well. Lucy's been here all of twelve minutes, and I've got a pint and a mug in front of her. So I'm feeling I'm feeling safe that the next plus episode two tasters already. I was going
2: to say the taste is already gone, I think. nice, nice. Yeah. I like this. It's Trying nice. to keep up.
0: Uh, And I brought blind beers from my cellar for you, too. It's
1: good. Um, Why don't you read a letter? Yeah. Read a letter. We'll start discussing it. Then you can pour beers. um, And then we'll do the what brings us together.
0: Okay. Uh, This first letter comes from Niles R.
1: That's not our Nile. Uh, No, this is Niles with a a plural. But I can tell because of the S.
0: Yeah, yes. Uh, And it begins, Kennedy, my man. Who's not here? Right. Uh, I just listened to the episode of the True Craft Podcast that Augie was interviewed on. Look at you stepping out on other podcasts. And it made me think of the episode of Friends where Joey is interviewed for Soap Opera Digest. And at the end, he's asked what his favorite soap opera is other than the one he's on. And he answers, oh, I don't watch soap operas. Excuse me, I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, wait, wait, do you-
1: Did d- you listen to that podcast? What no, did I, say?
0: I, I don't. I don't even know what the True Craft podcast is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I, I, I'm I on
0: like nine podcasts, if I'm not on it, I don't listen to it. And the ones I'm on, I don't listen to. Well,
1: me either. But yeah. I have no recollection of that conversation. I'm sure
0: you were great. I'm sure you talked about yourself and Boat. You made an impact on somebody anyway. That's yeah. The time. Um, I need you to, d- you'd have to like stay. Got to get right
1: up on it. Yep. Don't be afraid. Um, okay. Talk right into do the, you, the spit you, thing and then you'll be far enough from the mic. <laughs> do
0: you listen to beer podcasts, Lucy? Not
2: really. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> You know, I have a child and stuff. And, yeah. uh, you, I don't understand when people... I don't commute because I work from home, so I right. don't understand when people get the time.
1: So that's the thing. It's I used to be a real podcast listener, not necessarily beer, always some beer. Like, I really do like um, whatever Alex's is called. Uh, uh, Malt Couture. Malt Couture. Um, I've and never were, heard a single episode of it. They're funny. They're good. Right. But there were a couple I listened to and a whole bunch of other podcasts I listened to, but I used to commute an hour and a half a day So I could keep super current. There were little inside jokes. There was fun shit, like I really liked it. And then COVID took the commute away. Yeah. And I would do things like try to listen on the exercise bike. So I went, so, uh, hello. Um, You're on the air. You're on the air. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Um, But yeah, COVID took that away because I'd get on the exercise bike and I'm one of those need a rhythm. Mm -hmm. So the idea of trying to pay attention to conversation on a bike was right Right. out the fucking window. Yeah. And then the next time I do a drive, I'm like, I'll catch up on something. And, you know, I get two done and I'm missing 700. So I've fallen off, too, even though, obviously, we still do one every fucking Monday.
0: Yeah, we've never missed one in seven years, which is still kind of incredible. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a a whole bunch out there. And (laughs) jokes aside from the ones that I'm on and have been on, um, I I don't know. Like it's, I always feel bad when like I'm I'm out and talking to somebody and they're like, oh, did you hear last week's episode? I'm like, no, (laughs) of your own show, no, (laughs) right, of their show. And I'm like, no, you have a podcast? That's cool. How long has that been going on? It's like five years years. now. (laughs) Like, oh, cool. Like it's. uh, I used to listen to Steve Kornacki, uh, from MSNBC, had a beer podcast that he started around the same time that this show started. Okay. And he would get together and talk, like, beer and sports and politics with people at a bar in New York on Monday afternoons.
1: After we started this? It was around the same time that, that we started. <laughs> fuck whoever you are, Kornacki, fuck you. Steve, Stealing Kornacki, my shit. Steve
0: Kornacki is the guy who does the, the touchscreen on Does he MSNBC also make a 5% percent
1: citra-hopped pale ale and name it after some kind of boat? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, who, I mean, who doesn't, the who doesn't all these days? days yeah. Fuck. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but he stopped doing that when he became super famous and started hanging out with Lester Holt and all Does the Does it other matter that I don't know report. who he is? No, it's fine.
1: Okay, good. Uh-huh. Um, but what's hilarious about that excellent interview question you threw to Lucy and started a dialogue mm-hmm. is that it has nothing to do with the letter you just read. Right. So can you read me the letter <laughs> again? Because I don't how know we, what I the was question wondering is.
0: Do, do you listen to other beer-related podcasts? Oh, why so you did not? it. Yeah. Man,
1: you really are good at this job. Yeah. That uh, That Eric Magnify guy was right. That's a good question. <laughs> um... Let's see. Um, yeah, so, so I, guess, I guess one. I'll listen to anything a couple times. Um, it's, like, it's like reading a cookbook. I think we've talked about reading cookbooks here. Like I buy every cookbook in the world, and I start on the introduction and all that. And then you start. And I read till til I get the person's vibe and what their method is, and I'll do a couple recipes. So I'm like, okay, I've got what this person can share with me. And then I move on. And podcasts go that way. So so I think the thing... I hope the thing we do for our thieves, and I think the thing Alex and his team do for them is it's more about funny than insights. Yes. Because there's only so many insights you can pick up from one person. So the, even some of the greatest shows, like somebody has a sour hour I was really into for a little while. Oh, yeah. The
0: Brewing Network, right? The Brewing that Network was like had a sour. Hour.
1: I really enjoyed it. Good people, good interviews, yeah. good conversations. But after... Fifty process discussions i was like got it yeah hmm. you know what i mean and i needed them to be a little more cheeky i needed an asshole running over people's dialogue just to keep things moving right john hall so thank you augie carton no sir
0: um <laughs> all right are there are there south african beer podcasts that There's you're aware one of? okay uh and I, it's yours and you don't no no to no it's
2: <laughs> not mine <laughs> um No, it's a friend of mine, Troy. uh, But I can't remember the last time he recorded an episode, to be honest with you. And and generally, it tends to be a bunch of my friends having a chat, which I could kind of do in the, in the bar. Right, you know? yeah,
0: you don't need microphones to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, I and mean, I've
2: been on his show a few times. He used to do it really regularly and now it's kind of dropped off. I don't think there's, you know, in South Africa, a lot of people start a blog and then they write five posts and then go, oh, i bored And, and the that's, same with the podcast. And that's,
0: I think, been the big thing about podcasting. We don't have to go too far down this, but the thing that I learned on this show is, in the beginning, and it's same with network television or appointment television or radio or whatever, give people the set time that it's going to happen every week and then meet that deadline it's the people who like one week it's on a Thursday and the other week mm-hmm. it's on a Friday and then there's 12 days and nothing happens and then it's sometimes the episodes are two hours long and sometimes they're 30 minutes and it's, there's no rhyme yeah. or reason to it the conversation might be great and there might be good intention behind it but yeah. you have to sit and stick to the schedule and I mean how well, many people have come to you that's the benefit of me yeah.
1: having listened to when I was doing that commute right because yeah. there I think if you want the podcast that most inspired me for the format of what we're doing here was a thing called Stuff You Should Know. Okay. It was two guys, they'd pick a topic, they'd learn all about it, they'd pass back and forth and teach you kind of a Wikipedia look at a topic. And it'd be okay. like, all right, this week we're talking about pineapples. This week we're talking about childhood acne. Like it didn't matter what it was. <laughs> Random. But they'd pick a topic, they'd study it in a proper or whatever. They were super funny, they were good together, they had dialogue. But you knew there would be one every Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. So you could commit to it. And that I think ultimately for stuff, even that, um, the sour hour, I like when yeah. they drop off for long enough and they're not there. Yeah. Something slips in. Yeah. And again, when I slip out, you lose the, the flow. And I think, you know, you got to be there for them so they can be there for you. So you can have a flow together. Yeah. Even if it's, and I mean, th- we've done some dud episodes, but at least we got them done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I feel like that about my blog. Because I mean, I've been writing a blog for years and I don't write it as much anymore because it doesn't pay anything. Right. So everything else takes precedence over it. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to put something out there and then I read it and I go, well, that was a bit crap, but at least God I put something it. out there. Yeah. But <laughs> let me
1: ask you this. As a writer, so I used to write a blog too. I, you know, There's nothing I didn't dabble in if it was in the zeitgeist. But so John will come up to me now and ask me to write something. And I haven't really written. It is true. <laughs> I've written a couple things for you. But it takes me like 10 days to write those two paragraphs where when I was blogging for nothing and writing X amount of words a day, had John been like, give me two paragraphs on this, I'd be like, bang, there you go. Yeah. Because I was in practice. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? So giving up that practice is the thing. So even if you can return to it just in lulls between assignment or writing, it it's got to be a great thing to have in your pocket if that's what you're trying to do every day. Right?
2: Right. Yeah. I love writing my blog as well because I don't answer to anyone. I can write what I want and you Know in the way I want to do it, it's just like I don't know, I don't want to say I'm money driven, but when there's everything else going on that does pay money and the blog brings in, actually, the blog costs me money, I think.
1: (laughs) 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 It's like like the hosting and
2: (laughs) stuff, it actually costs me money.
0: (laughs) Um, Speaking of writing, I love when we thank you, Niles, for the question. We're happy to answer it
1: for you. uh, This (laughs) is
0: this is. Is it
1: also Niles?
0: No, this is this is just one of those fun troll letters from. Uh, I assume this is Jason Scofie This is Jason S, uh, who's writing in, and, Hi, the, Jason su- S. and the subject I is. I hope you have
1: a twelve pack of Bo Twelve Ounce cans in your lap right now.
0: He says, "Kennedy, my man," and the subject line is "A Column for Augie." Can Augie please have a column in All About Beer? I'm looking forward to his return of writing.
1: <laughs> yeah, see Jack, I used to write. I think you wrote that That's it. <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> thinks that. The good news, you're is, the John
0: Barron of yeah. John Barron, <laughs> that was Trump's pen name oh, when okay. he used to call, like the New York okay. Post and everything, and be like, "Mr. Trump is very upset <laughs> with you." Uh, like I'm the his post, personal the post spokesman. Didn't see through that. Yeah, well, weird. It's amazing, weird. As good as they
1: are, um, <laughs> but. Yeah no, the good news is they also troll me just like that. Like, there's a couple things we've done so many times on this show that someone will be like, "Hey John, don't you think Augie should talk about wine?" (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Sure. Yes. What? What are it's life advice from Augie? No, it's uh, it was
1: just um, life coach Augie says. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> now it is fuck I love that it's idea gonna, it's gonna be a question fuck I love that idea so here's the thing go I hope to, it's all about mustache go to go to
0: patreon.com slash all beer and you can fund Augie's writing but more importantly if you wanted to write a column what you know and we had the money to pay you what would a good column be
2: you're putting me on the spot
1: there yeah yeah, I didn't know this was a pitch meeting. I would have I <laughs> poured a much stronger beer. By the but way, we'll you were supposed to pour beers while we talked about it's that perfect. last morning. Oh, look at you, I'm motherfucker. Not good job. To drink it. No, we're no. to drink it. So, all right, yeah. let me do the spiel before you answer his okay. question. So we're coming back game to, game. to this gives you time to plan. So what brings us together on Steelers Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we hoped it would be. What it's doing, not what we were told it would do. And where we would drink it if we had it in our cellar, not what we would do to get it. Um facilitate that we drank blind out of opaque glasses we're currently using the travel tumblers yeah. new stemless black wine glasses hall found in plastic which yeah. are miami safe um so i guess lucy and i are blind yeah you I know br- what you're pouring because it. it's from your cellar which means it's some advertorial piece not, no not at all John Hall paid money for this beer. No, all right. no, that's silly. What a silly <laughs> yeah. statement. So, um, so somebody got themselves on our show uh, by giving you this beer. All will be revealed soon Ooh. enough. This is fucking Polaro snored homebrew. We're going to fight. Um, <laughs> I, I can be almost certain. Yeah, no, lac- I can tell. I can tell that this by the sheer lack of marshmallows. This yeah. is not a yeah. Scott and Bob beer.
0: I, I am fairly confident that this particular brewery, where this beer comes from, has never once had lactose on its property.
1: There's no way that's true. Okay. There's no way that's true. Anyway, so, so while you think about, it, so now what you're doing is, and again, it's not guess what it is. It's just talk about what it's doing. The whole idea that started seven years ago when people were cherishing shit a little too much. And we kind of thought that was silly. We thought there was getting pomp and circumstance in the trader world, and we wanted to steal that away from okay. it. So the idea was we would just drink when you bring yours, and you're not a brewer, but if you were, it can't be your beer. Right. So you cannot, like, we can't be trying to make you happy. We have to be able to talk about it honestly. But it's just what it's doing. And then if it was revealed to be something, you know, Black Tuesday or something that was in somebody's cellar waiting years to be drank – I'm like, it's good. I'd like it. It's like a good Tuesday night beer after dinner. Then they're not like, well, let's wait for nine guys to come over and split it into shot glasses. And we're like, this is fucking unbelievable. I'm glad I got to share this with you. Then they'd call over their best friends and open it. You know, and that was the that was the conceit. So all you got to do is say, here's what I'm getting. Here's what I'm not. But first, let's talk about if John had money. <laughs> which is well i'm a writer possibly the funniest <laughs> premise possibly <laughs> the funniest premise on the show seven years later first if all, john had you. money well it's all in real estate <laughs> to now. buy yeah. content yeah. uh what content would you want to do for him and what would you want to see him doing on a cherished old tome like all about beer
2: in this scenario is there enough money to to uh, send me traveling all around the world Does
1: this goes like without saying sure yeah i'm like, writing like, my like, advice column from madrid Nice. <laughs> You're just gonna fly there <laughs> with your laptop. Be like, well, I've, I've there, asked, I've pulled ten Madrid people, and they think you should buy shave a your laptop head. Top in Madrid because yeah. you need because the plugs don't work in all okay. countries. <laughs>
0: exactly, and then yeah, file and, and don't fly act back like this is
1: my yeah. first petty cash experience. <laughs> 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 anyway, go on, Lucy.
2: Okay, I'm flying all over the world then, I guess mostly within Africa, um, but doing um, pieces on. Uh, Traditional beers, like really traditional, um, ancient kind of beer styles that are within that are in danger of dying out. Um, kind of, you know, um, Lars Gossel's book, yeah, um, on the farmhouse brewing uh, yeah. in, uh, in Scandinavia and such, along those lines, but um, with more drinking involved, more getting drunk with the locals as well.
1: So, so you would do a column version of Anthony Bourdain's show for Asian cooking.
2: Perfect. You can write my pictures in right? future.
1: Because what Tony did was save soy sauce from obscurity. Like all of a sudden he's like, he's like I'm going to go over to the world looking for great food. Turns out I drink a lot. What I like is spicy, salty food. Mm. So can I do a whole episode from Vietnam? And then all of a sudden everybody's like, I got to try Vietnamese food. Do that.
2: See, this is it. This is exactly it. What he said. No. Write that down. Perfect. Done. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was me giving you advice.
1: So if you write, Dear Augie, I want to pitch a column <laughs> so to John. I think it should be like this. I'll be like, here's what you see. A see, John? Life or? Coach Augie. As soon as, as soon as those, uh,
0: those subscriber dollars well, start coming once in, Once that in, Madrid
1: money rolls in. yeah, Give him the website <laughs> we'll again. we go from there. <laughs> What's half the distance between New Jersey and South Africa? We can meet there and have discussions about our articles <laughs> It's, the middle, on of John's the, it's yeah. the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. Good. There's definitely islands in the Atlantic. Sure. Stop acting like there are. Didn't you read Pete Brown's book? <laughs> All right. Uh, which
0: one? No, he yeah. writes I another know. one every Seriously. month. Yeah, that motherfucker like, just turned out another. He he wrote three books during the
1: pandemic so far. He wrote I would have books guessed eight. He
0: wrote not I read during yeah. the pandemic, yes. honestly. I but would have guessed eight. Have what
1: are his books? I'm not even paying attention, he, of course.
0: His new one is called Clubland, which I think is about... Like, Killing, uh, Killing baby seals? Uh, <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> not
0: <laughs> that's <somebody>. not it. <laughs> Boy, that went dark real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you yeah. use your clubs for? Um, I think it, it it's like uh, membership clubs, right? Like like gentlemen clubs, but not the New Jersey, yeah, not the New Jersey kind. Stop back yeah, like that's <laughs> not a working men's clubs. Yeah,
2: it's not gentlemen like, club. clubs. Yeah, so it's not, oh. clubs is not. I don't know. To me, a gentlemen club is a strip club. Right. That's right. I was that's trying to be I nice about it, yeah. 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 but no, it's, no, no, it's it's, not, it's not, that it's that like weird British
1: culture of pouring heavy drinks if well, you it's have like a membership.
2: it's a working men's club. Um, I don't know, like the beers are super cheap and it yeah. used to be like associated with mines and stuff in working class areas, I think.
1: As far as I understood it is because Great Britain's always had ridiculous fucking dumb drink laws, these were ways to skirt them, right? Like if you were in your private club, you could drink past 11. If you were in your private club, you could pour a double. And so people form these really, this is only my understanding of it from, things like Soho House are born of this tradition, right? right? And I think this is a, you know, the working man, I'm as far like as from I know. i the
2: UK, and I don't really know much about the working men's club, club, so yeah. I need to read his book. I
1: would like th- to. Well, th- th- he's never let me down with a book. No, no, the motherfucker no. is he's a great informative man. and funny. So He's really good at the job.
0: Here's what I'm going to say. If Justin listens to this, right, Justin, now. Justin, call Pete Brown and get him on the show to come talk about his new book. Again. I'm not going to bring and this, this time up to him on email or text. And then
1: this time the audio will yeah. work. All right, so wait, let's talk about the beer before you read letter two. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll fit beer two a that. So I've got walking, the. I'm going to call it a porter because I've got walking lines between brown and stout notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, though, because it's definitely not a milk stout, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But when you said there's never lactose anywhere near here, I was like, somebody has all these malts in their house and they never make a milk stout? I find that hard to believe. There's a really nice uh, fermentation finish that's almost like soured fruit, not like soured beer, but you know what I mean? Like with overripe fruit, mm-hmm. but it's a fermentation note. It's not a body palate note. And that's giving me pause on what it could be. Okay. But you know when you... I'm trying to pick the fruit this happens with, but you know when you grab like a really overripe... You know, you buy a mango thinking it's a great idea, and then six weeks later, you get to put that mango, and it's Online it's gone, and it's somehow like a little vomit. zingy. But you know what I mean? No, no, oh. but somehow there's that little zing to it, like it might have been fermenting in the skin. Okay. There's like that fermentation in here. Um,
2: I get a fruitiness, but I don't know. For me, I, if I had to – you said don't guess what it is, but you then said porter, so I was thinking black IPA.
1: That's fine. That makes sense. I'm just talking well, about the malt. I was only trying to place the malts there because okay. – You know what I mean? It's not all the way to stout, but it's not a brown. But there's something roasty in there, so I just was settling on porter malt bill. And if you you hop the fuck out of that, then you got a black IPA. But you're landing on hops in this one.
2: I got like a bit of pine kind of.
1: Here's where I should mention I am drinking a 6% IPA next to it. What are you drinking right now? I have no idea.
0: Oh, I'm drinking unexamined life from Carton oh, Brewing so Company. You're drinking a ten and a half percent triple IPA. Yeah. So uh,
1: that might—I'm saying that might muddy the hops. Two, two point two point five stars. I, I would hope not on this. Two spot. point five stars on Untapped. Yeah, that's a victory for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see, hate IPAs. Best IPA I've ever had. Quarter star.
2: I, I just met you, but I see you as someone who really cares what people in Untapped.
1: You used to. Those are my people. You used to care. Not about stars, about what they say. Yeah. I always care what they say. I see it as completely free market research for us. If you can't afford, if you're not bud, if you can't afford marketing, you can just go on and check what people think of your beer. And what I liked about Untapped, so there was a difference back when we started a decade ago. Beer advocate was everybody who was taking things about beer too seriously. Right. And Untapped was people who weren't thinking about beer. Right. It was a fucking knee-jerk reaction to a sip of beer in a bar. And I thought if you paid attention to what those two things thought, you could get a real feel for what was going on in your beer. And that's why I think your perfect rating between the two in a big picture scope eight years ago is somewhere around three six, Because if everybody loves it, they're lying. Yep. Right? It's just twelve people together thought they had to love it, so they did. I
2: was, I was gonna say like right. people tell them they're supposed to love it, right. and
1: therefore they love it. Or you know, and my favorite is the two people check in that always check in together, and the first note is, I don't like it, it's ashy, and then the next note is way too ashy, and I'm like, oh, you guys are <laughs> real independent <laughs> thinkers. Um,
2: you spent a lot more time on unsup than I have. <laughs> well, for for years, to, I couldn't yeah.
1: afford any yeah. other way to get feedback. Right, And I thought it was a free asset for all of us. And I always thought it was weird that people rejected it. That being said, I mean, I, I don't believe in the Great American Beer Fest. Like, I don't believe in judging beer. So the stars never mean shit to me. But when we first opened and shit was so small I could see, I would see a dirty tap line in a bar from Untapped. I'd be like, everybody in this bar is drinking our beer and getting this note. Go clean their line for them.
2: Okay, that's and we could cool, get actually. ahead of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that,
1: that's, that was the asset on yeah. used to be. But now the worst part is they've merged with the other guys. And oh, my God, I know what it is. Do you? Yeah, because I can see the black tab. Yeah. It's his black IPA. It's his black IPA. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, see, uh, this this is, is, is why we obscure everything. The minute I see a black tab, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's that Alchemist black IPA.
0: This is uh, El Jefe. This is nice. the dark IPA that was actually canned on December 1st of 21, and I wanted to see how it would hold up, and I think it does fairly well, but this is but from The Alchemist in Stowe, Vermont, who I would
1: be very surprised if lactose has ever been in that brewery. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I'll text him right now. There's no way he wouldn't play around with it. Why do you say
2: that? Why? I mean, that might be an I, inside thing that I didn't understand.
1: I, I, I mean, so, he, so the problem is he's kind of all of our hero because he really is a guy with a couple rules who really does make one of the greatest IPAs in the world for the last decade mm-hmm. and does it strictly. So my favorite Kimic quote, I watched like some homebrew thing with him 10 or 12 years ago when, my God, I can't explain the whole Alchemist story to you, but at one point he was stuck in one brewery only making one beer because of a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. And some homebrew guy talking to him in a room was you know thinking they were so right, like, don't you ever get bored making the same beer every day? Which is such a homebrew question, right? The whole reason a homebrew is to make a different beer every fucking Tuesday. And Kimmich, without missing a beat, and knowing that he makes Hetty Topper, one of the greatest IPAs in the world, said, you ever get tired of fucking? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, that's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. That's our guy. Um, but but he's also he's also got a whole bunch of... You know, you can't decide if they have merit or not because the way he does it ends up with Hedy Topper and a couple other beers like this, which are superior. But he's got rules, like he doesn't use pumps and he only he only hops in certain ways, he only does certain things, which is why John believes lactose would be a rule he wouldn't okay. break. But he's also in the past. he's also a very creative experimental brewer, and I find it hard I I doubt he's ever made a lactose IPA. Because I believe he believes Hetty is perfect, and variations mm-hmm. on Hetty is his job. All right,
0: so we're drinking El Jefe. This is their dark IPA, is what they. I'm call interested their black in IPA. if
1: there's something going on with older Conan and the malts to get that that ripe. And all it says on here is, is it's
0: been their holiday ale since uh, our first Alchemist holiday in 2003. An American dark IPA inspired by my tutelage under Greg Noonan at the Vermont Noonan. Pub and Brewery. Hail Santa to hear more of what John has to say about this beer visit their YouTube channel at alchemist beer. Uh, that would be fun 7 for percent. you.
2: And it's 7%. I'm actually going to be in Vermont um, And, no start of July. Yeah, well I think we're staying in what was the start? Stowe is Sto, where you yeah, yeah, We well, were staying somewhere near there. Yeah,
0: Stowe is you where go you got to Von be Trapp, you go on trap you got to go there you got to go there to Lawson's. Are Von Trapp, we'll Lawson's,
1: Lawson's, Him and Hill are all right there no, really there's a bunch of amazing people in vermont i don't want to say you only need to see these four but if you're in Stowe, you can get to all of them in a day or two exactly
2: we're only going to be there a couple of nights and yeah.
1: i think you know for all the silliness about important those are four important people okay. yeah
0: all yeah. right jeremy r writes coffee question long time drinker first time emailer i'm of typing coffee? from <laughs> jordan home of your buddies at caracal we like those guys. Which is funny. You it's, know it's what's funny about that? I know that you're cousin, your cousin yeah. but
1: you know what's funny about that is I wanted to bring that up on your show, which we're recording next. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, every now and then John just brings a random person from really far away. And they end up being some of my favorite episodes like that episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. So I was like, this is why you're in my brewery. But John just spoiled all that with a letter he planned. This is fine.
0: Uh, Jeremy R <laughs> continues. Why do some stouts with coffee taste vegetal like green peppers some seem to taste this way right off the bat. Others seem to taste this way after some age. Is it a timing temperature issue? Is it an acidity issue? Or is it up to suggestive taste, like John's piss taste for mosaic? Oh, um, I love this guy. There is, by the way, but a sh- chemical sh- compound sh- 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 that coffee Thank and green pepper share. You.
1: So, yes, and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I don't either. Even it's or not, it's, watch it's this in again. my we'll, Drink Beer we'll watch this. Beer book. Yeah. Of course it is. But I am going to Google green... Pepper, coffee, chemical.
0: Yeah.
1: On Google, <laughs> I like. And just that me. search will bring up methoxipropazine. Yep. Three isobutyl two methoxipropazine. It is so. I think we've talked about this on the show. And while you pour the beels, beers, beers, I'll, I'll digress for a minute. But there used to be a thing when I was truly studying tasting and wine and all that. There was this kit put together by somebody called Lindeven which was 64 numbered, like, call them, you know, essential oil bottles. Okay. But they were the isolated things, like 3-butyl, iso, blah, 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 blah. Because it's also a grape thing, by the way. Like, it exists big in Cabernet Franc wines, and there's some other Cabernet right. fermentations that encourage it. But they were just numbered, and then there'd be carts, right? So what you do is pull the oil, smell it, talk about what you smelled, and try to place it. And then you'd get the corresponding card, and it would tell you what the actual thing is, Mm -hmm. where it exists in nature, and what wines it would be found in, right? This is a really creative thing. It was clearly a money loser because they only made a couple hundred of them, and they went away. (laughs) But I still have it. When we're drunk around my house, we'll pull it out and be like, what do you smell? And it's a really fun game. But that's when I learned this thing, that, that all those smells we place in certain places exist in certain places because they are chemical oils. Like what did you say it was, John? Say that again? The the three metho- isobutyl, two yep. methozyprozine. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Thank you. But anyway, whatever yeah. that <laughs> whatever Cor- that chemical quoted. is is in green yep. peppers. Right. Some wine grapes, some coffees and carries over in a beer. I have found in my own personal experience that um, Arabica beans, this isn't a rule, but in my experience, if they say it's Arabica, I find green pepper. And so I avoid those things when I'm fucking around because that's a phenolic that annoys me.
2: It's funny because I actually like that in, in beer, that, that green pepper, you know, that comes from coffee. I actually really like, especially like in white stouts. I've, it always comes across as chili, like mild chilies to me. I like it.
1: Go ahead, John, read your letter. Uh huh. All right.
0: Augie's going to find a white stout for you because he's very excited now about this. I don't know what he's doing. Is he going to
2: throw it at me? (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm getting
0: nervous. nervous. He just (laughs) walked away, is playing with all the stuff. (laughs) He's going to throw water at me, I think. All right. Robin H. writes in Kennedy, my man. I wanted to know everyone, guest included. I want
1: to know everyone, too.
0: Two desert (laughs) island beers. With the below criteria. One, any beer, year, vintage, whatever, even if it's no longer available. One, that people can actually buy somewhere currently in a case we thieves want to try it. In case we uh, we thieves want to try it, I'm sorry. Uh, and three, Augie can't pick boat or any other carton beer, so he actually has to think about it. But I it. picked
1: boat already. I picked that before that rule was made. I crossed the fence. I mean it line. was already it was already written. No, I said it.
0: You must get this question. I mean I, this is the question on all of the beer podcasts that I don't listen to <laughs> that this question comes up the most often.
2: So wait, what were the
1: criteria? Wow, well, thanks for that. Diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. What the hell did <laughs> I ever do beer. to
0: you? It's beer too. Um, That's not beer not too. Any there, beer, year, you vintage, whatever. So even if it's no the longer. The best available. part
1: is, I was worried the beer I gave you might be too sweet, and then I tasted the beer John just poured. That's going to seem dry <laughs> next to it.
0: <laughs> um, so it's any beer, uh, any beer, even if it's not made anymore. And then um, the other one that people can actually buy. So like so the whale. Yeah. So the whale versus you know i mean i would probably yeah, have a case gotta be of the jenny whale cream in the shelf turd. he's asking yeah. for a whale in a shelter yeah turd. i'd have the jenny cream <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> it's hot it's ref- you know if you're on a desert island All right.
1: let let her go okay. i'm trying to be a, yeah. a good host right. and put the guest first <laughs> But I got my answers easy. Uh,
2: my answer is easy as well, but it doesn't seem very exciting. And it so doesn't have to be exciting. The, these people
1: listen to us because we're not exciting. Okay.
2: Now I'm in the right place <laughs> then. Uh, for me, it's a because I can drink it all day, every all right, day. That's your
1: shelf turd. Yeah. And what's your, I wish I had a thousand bottles of this one thing I tasted this one time or heard about. Right? He's saying it can be yes. a fantasy beer.
2: I need a minute to think about that. Okay. You all see, right. because being in South Africa, there's so much that we can't get. Right? And so I there's imagine so many beers that I haven't had. Well, of course there's so many beers everyone hasn't had, but like
1: But I also imagine a lot of what you even do get probably shouldn't be trusted as authentic because of the travel, right? Like
2: Well, we don't get like imports really to but, South Africa. But
1: I guess what I'm saying is so so my dad was part of writing a book about American beers in 1984. And it was just the Great American Beer Book written by people and my dad was on the tasting panel and I always go back to it for fun. But think about what beer was in 1984 in America. They were basically buying like German green bottles and American beers and all that. And there's a story when you get to where Anchor Steam should be about them trying to get Anchor Steam from California three different times. Mm-hmm. And all three times by the time it finally got to New Jersey it not being a trustworthy sample. So all they can say is people like it and we're sorry we can't talk about it. That's just California, New Jersey in 84. I can't imagine if there isn't a direct channel for a beer to south africa trying to get it there another way and having be like this is probably what it tastes like when you're in california you know what i mean like there's no way
2: no exactly i mean we've taken you know sometimes people go on holiday and they bring back beers then they end up they keep hold of them for like three months because we need to find a time to get together and drink. that's They're why like this show exists <laughs> <laughs> um i want a, it's not a specific beer that's though, fine but a, um a dark mild because <sighs> Um yeah. we don't there's not a single brewery in South Africa that, that brews one. There was a homebrew at a festival a couple of years ago that had one on tap. It was the best beer, it was a it was a commercial festival with one homebrew stand. It was the best beer at the festival. Um, and it's like dying out and it's like I love Session Strength stuff.
1: Make sure she gets Newberg. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. You're her host. Make yeah. sure she gets Newberg. There's a bunch we can recommend, but there's one that just always impresses us. Really? All right, yeah. so I'm gonna go with the autumn uh season series from what's his name that Sean Lawson brought here that day still my favorite all-time beer drinking experience the minute I had it I tried to find more of it I could never find more of it I put an old friend of mine beer trader on it he couldn't get it for me like it just like whatever the Lee's it harvest? is harvest no that what no 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 about? the autumn um who's the guy that is Thomas Hardy oh no, no no, no stop thinking British it's Belgian um is it Dree Fontaine and they had a fire and they had to rebuild and Armand put together the Four Seasons. Oh, yeah. So the day Sean Lawson came to hang out with me, he brought one and I had it. Not on this show. Did, did no, it? no, no. It was just me and Sean on the brewery. I was going to say, I have no, I have no point but in But I've reference. told this story on the brewer. I've told this story on the podcast a bunch of times, which is I why I'm trying to not to tell it. But Sean, you, you were on the show with me, though. But Sean brought it. We drank it. He knew I like sours. That's why I brought it. It knocked my fucking socks off. I was like, "What is this?" And he told me the story. And he'd gotten it lit- literally from Armand while visiting, and um, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I immediately started trying to get it. And it was already not a gettable thing. And it's now like a famous not gettable thing. Yeah. So I've always missed. But if I was if I if somebody was like, "Hey, you can have," and I even for significant money, if somebody was like, "You can put." 10 cases of this in your cellar and drink one a year for the rest of your life. I think that's what I want to do. And then I'm going to stray, right? Usually I go with pale ale here, but I've gone with pale ale the last 50 times this was asked. (laughs) I believe Daisy Cutter is gettable in a lot of states at this point. Yeah, I think so. Daisy Cutter is the pale ale I would camp out with because it tastes like boat.
0: I'm going to do New (laughs) Glare, Raspberry Tart, and Genesee Cream. Uh, What? What do you what do you what are you liking about this beer? I haven't tasted. What it yet. am I liking about it?
1: <laughs> that none of my teeth have fallen out. Um, no, it's lovely. I'm being mean to it because it is sweet before it's anything. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's got it's got a nice little roast tinge at the very end. Tip of tongue ends on a little little dark malt. Um, all the sugar things are going on, but I don't know that it's you know what I mean I don't know that it's marshmallows. Mm-mm. It's just Big sweet malt sweetness.
2: It tastes like I don't. Th- I think this is a British thing. Um, malted milk biscuits. Yeah. They're I think th- we
1: call them whoppers. Yeah.
2: They've got like little cows on them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we, we call, call them whoppers. It tastes like malted milk biscuits dipped in strong coffee with a Ooh. lot of sugar.
1: Yeah. Man, I like drinking with you. That's fun. Um, I also feel like it's gonna derail my whole afternoon. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. It's a summer weekend, dude. I've got kid <laughs> shit to do. I had a big I've breakfast. I'm not sure I had a big do. enough
2: breakfast for this.
1: <laughs> Did you sneak a shot of whiskey into it when I no, wasn't looking? No. This is how this comes out of the yeah, bottle. This is exactly how this came out of the bottle. This should probably be illegal on this continent. Probably. Is it? I'm gonna. I'm w- gonna write just your guess. I'm just gonna write guess. Write your sentence. I'm just gonna guess. It's around 16. percent Like it. It's fire. <laughs> um, I'll go a bit lower than that. <laughs> okay. Write your no, sentence. No. So. Where I, would you drink here's this? Here's the sad part.
2: I would drink it in a ski lodge in
1: Ooh, front of the fire. Nice. So my thing about it is I think glassware is of vital importance here. Mm-hmm. It has to be in a snifter or something where a small enough pour lasts long enough to give it its thing. Because as I sip it, I like where it's opening. I like that like that burnt coffee finish and, and things like that. But in this glass, I'm just drinking it and it's just... You know, it's just woohoo sauce. Like it's just gonna get me fucking. (laughs) All right. Well, shirts are coming off. Shirts come off at the bottom of this. But (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Shirts come off at the bottom (laughs) of this bottle. It's summer and I'm going to the beach. Wow. This
0: is. Fuck. This is uh. This was bottled February thirteenth of 2015. Wow. This is batch number four of Uncle much? Jacob Stout from Avery Brewing Company. This is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with an ABV of 16.9%. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> this is uh this is I Mr. Have Andy like Parker's shot yeah. and
1: I share them with you every week. <laughs> that is fuck <laughs> you. This is like literally it's like doing yeah. a shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. This beer was
0: super hot when they first So this is
1: 32 proof beer? <laughs> fuck you
0: for an eight-year-old beer it's uh hey justin you're off the hook
1: (laughs) john put alchemist black ipa behind avery's fucking disturbing sauce (laughs) i am wow all right justin no one's mad at you ever i
0: could have gone in a couple of other directions and i could have given you a russian river saison thanks buddy uh or a supplication what is wrong with you uh, I also have the, the Roquefort Triple. Not triple a good extra. idea. We've seen
1: what that does to me.
0: Uh, yep. And then uh, a 4.2 English-style golden ale from Good Word. So I could have gone anywhere, but uh, there it is. Do you know
1: I just did an English-style golden ale with the seed? Here, rinse those out. Does that make you happy? Yeah, it does. You know I have actual glasses here. Yeah, that's We're fine. in a brewery. Oh, then here we go. With a dishwasher. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. I'm going to read the last letter, and then we're going to go. Kennedy, well, my hold man. On.
1: My apologies to whoever wrote this letter because I literally have heavy eyelids after that beer. I am warm and toasty. Come oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yourself, Paul.
0: You are welcome. All right, last letter, Kennedy, my man. You've interviewed a lot of people who. Have Kennedy listened. never interviews anybody. I know. I know. It's Fucking it's a Kennedy. weird transition from the salutation to the letter itself. Let's pretend that this is to us. You've interviewed a lot of people who have listened to your podcast and others that haven't. I think like Hot Ones, your format is easily translatable to any guest who comes on the show, and it seems like most people really enjoy the conversation and questions. What is something you find really enjoyable about interviewing someone who is a fan of the show and conversely, someone who has never listened to an episode? Cheers. This is also
1: from uh, Niles R. Well, thanks, Niles. That's... Nice I like this question much better than the last question. So more like this, Niles. Keep it up. i am I asking you to go first? Because I'm going to do that douchebag Augie thing where I don't think it's a difference.
0: Uh, I don't think it's a difference either, except that the people who have been listening for a long time who come on the show feel familiar. They, like, they walk in feeling like they know us if we've, they've never met us before. And I think it lends to... A little bit more of a relaxed conversation. Um, they also know our rhythms. They know to speak over you, uh, which or is a they good know, step, right? Um, so, like when Murphy Johnson was on from Black Stack, who's that? He worst, goddamn worst. <laughs> Murphy Johnson from Black Stack Brewing was our Miami show. Oh, I love he that was, guy. Right, he was the guy with the sleeveless shirt. He kept, no, no, he I, I just, trust
1: me. He was he was a highlight of that week right. I was joking was just, when you he said He was it.
0: just happy to be there. And just came in just ready to go and have a good time, as opposed to... Which one do you want? No, no,
1: no. I'm just... I was just... I didn't like the smudge on here, oh, so I was polishing I it. I thought
0: you were pointing towards some more of the beers that I brought. Um, and we I think can't drink just, all this. And I th- You have to drive home. I know. Uh, I'm not drinking all of this. Uh, yeah, but you're not getting me all fucked up. i am
1: mean, be like, here you go, Lauren. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, to me... Makes this is lovely, a little We bit shouldn't easier. ignore that. This is yeah. lovely. What is this? Uh, this is from Goodward Brewing. This is Lucas Todd DiMatteo thanks, Goodward. of Goodward down in Duluth, Georgia. He was on the show as well, and he's a fun guy. Was he? Oh, listens to this. thanks, dude. <laughs> he was on the show where Justin gave us delirium. Then that's on Justin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. I mean, I barely remembered <laughs> myself after that. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: But when you're interviewing people... Wait, wait. I want to to comment on that leg because
1: you cued me in on what my answer to that individually would be. I like the way those people try to game the beers. Mm. Right? So they either try to fuck with us, which is a fun part of this game, or they know what we like and try to go in line. Yes. And then it's fun, especially when it's in line with what we like and it's something we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain guests who get that right. They're like, these guys like saisons. This is the coolest saison in the world. I'll bring this. And then John and I in the black glass, like, this is fucking delightful. What is this? And like, it's a small little brewery. The guy makes six cans a year. (laughs) And we're like, can we get the other five cans? Like, I drank them already. Yeah. But that's always a fun part of this game. Like, so I I guess that's what I like is for the people that do know the show. I like the way they try to game the beers. Yes. But when you're
0: interviewing people, right, if there's somebody that you know or somebody who is just happy to be talking to you as opposed to talking to you because it's just a job that they have to do to answer your questions. Mm -hmm. Right. That has to make the conversation easier for you. And then also the final articles, that much more fun to write. You
2: mean the the people who...
0: Yeah. Uh, Since you don't have a podcast, I'm just trying to bring... yeah, 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 yeah. If you want, we can sell you all this. Yeah, if you a want a podcast, blocks. we can.
1: We th- can th- st- th- We th- th- have I a watched, podcast starter kit right in front of you. This
2: is like quite beyond me. all yeah. mm-hmm. Plugging things into the right place and mm-hmm. stuff like that. This is. Like, yeah, I, I still write on pen and paper. You know, I sit in a park. And wow. wow. Yeah, no, I'm quite You're old that school. person. It's Hard for I, um, distribution. I always. <laughs> I always
1: wonder how they how they keep that business in yeah. in check. So, uh, yeah.
2: um. I've forgotten the question. I'm sorry. No, but like but 17 th- beers on the go. <laughs> it no, it's a, I, I, I think
0: remember I remember I'm pouring you it. the
1: strong stuff after the show. Yeah. Um,
0: no, but <laughs> yeah. when you have better conversations or more lively conversations, it makes your work better. Presumably.
2: I, I don't know if it depends on like, I don't know how well prepared they are. I think it depends on how many beers we have. It depends where we meet. <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're sitting in the bar having a couple of beers and the conversation flows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've lost the plot. Okay. So that's fine. So I will go I next for the, for the went. other
1: half of the question. All right. Um, and this is for everybody, but I guess it's a little more finding it is a little harder with people that have ne- that aren't aware of how the show works. Mm-hmm. But but And the thing is, I never know. There's no way for me to plan it. There's no way for me to design it. All those jokes about me just being completely unprepared and just trying to have a candid conversation about beer are legitimate for the way this goes. And sometimes it really doesn't work and sometimes it does. But John very carefully sends me a text after every show that says good show or bad show. And it's all dependent on how I keyed in on something someone said. And yeah. I never know how to predict it. But I think if there were broad rules, either somebody says something that completely surprises me from what I presumed about them, yeah, okay. which is always my favorite part of... And it's the beer exchange. It's anything. I always want to be surprised. I want to be wrong on what I thought. I thought this. I was wrong. Fucking let's dig in there. And then... The other part of that, god damn you in that beer, I've already lost my train of thought. It's <laughs> um, not just me. No, it's him <laughs> and his fucking Avery. But but this but, was supposed to be show two, by the but way. But if so, they yeah. happen to do anything that I happen to be working on at the time, I don't think it necessarily makes a good show text from John, but it always makes me happy. Like there was a phase where I was trying to sort out can conditioning. And if anybody that came on the show was like, Well, we can condition, I'm like, Oh. How do you do it? Tell Let's me. Let's use going this
0: on. for internal market <laughs> research. But, but to be note,
1: fair, yeah. John, the time I asked Chief on episode one, what's your favorite hop right now, was exactly that dialogue. And it yes. was still everybody's favorite thing. So I believe the show needs me doing that. But if there's something, especially if it's wickedly esoteric, like right now, I'm still fucking around with a mushroom beer I'm going to make you drink later. And the world is never going to experience that beer Are you I've drank it all caps? trying to decide if I got it. Stop asking candy caps. Candy caps are a special thing that I believe belongs to someone else. But anyway, okay. um, you know what I mean? So if somebody's a question, like, oh, here's the problems I'm having. What are you having? And I believe there's a subset of thieves that are like, you know, there's, there's brewing in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those are, those are the other times I get excited by new guests. Like okay. if if they're doing something I'm trying to figure out, right. picking their brain is always a fun part for me. Okay. By the way, those
0: good show texts are usually related to how little you talked.
1: Yeah. Except when if you ca- listen to that show. Ca- <laughs> Except if you listen to that show.
0: All right. Cass isn't here. So, so you uh, gotta we do will it. say thank you for sitting in on the second episode with us, thank Lucy. You. Thank you. Uh, knowing the first episode. Uh, go to stealthespear.com spear.com where you can catch up with past episodes and go to patreon.com slash the spear to. Help us out to keep the show being this show and also go to lucycorn.com dot com to visit Lucy and everything that she's doing and everything she's mentioned
1: she does uh, recklessly yeah. with abandon with if, no intention.
0: If you want to okay. hear your letter on this show, it's still the spear podcast at gmail dot com and we're on all of the social medias occasionally.
1: Did you tell them to give us chests fulls of patroons? Yeah. Okay,
0: Patreon.com/slash steal this spear. Well, then I'm happy. I'll just say, get out of. Which is different from Patreon.com/slash all about beer. All
1: right, I yeah. said it. Get out of seal.
2: All right, get at us, y'all. Later. Cheers.